Do you I think it's love. splitsies, like right down, like hamburger or hot dog style? <laughs> hamburger, hot dog style. Um, if you had to split one of these babies in in two, if you were king, don't think too much about it. Well, I, I feel like it would have to be hot dog style. Oh, so you get um, one eyeball, one yeah, nostril. Yeah. In order for the threat to actually work, because in that case, like you're killing the baby. Um, if you cut it hamburger style, there's still a chance that just you've got a legless, alive baby. <laughs> Can you imagine King Solomon's like, hamburger or hot dog? <laughs> Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. Where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. My name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And we are two ex-Jesus Weenie Hut Juniors. Jesus Weenie Hut Juniors. It's Halloween, Evan. It's a a special episode. Hello, it's me, Dracula. Oh, no, 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 never mind. It's not not Scott. It's, It's Count... Jesus? That's right. I'm Count Jesula. <laughs> I've come from heaven to help you with your Jesus ween. Oh, thanks, uh, Count Jesusula. Count, is Count that, Jesula. Count Jesula? Okay, Just say okay. it. Try it a few, th- a few times. Sorry, I tripped on my jacket in here. <laughs> all right, I'm all nice settled jacket. now. Thank you. Uh, so, Count Jesula, uh, like every year for Halloween, what do you do? Oh, I definitely don't dress up as anybody else. I just say dress up how I always do. I have and, a big uh, black cape with a big, <laughs> a big neck piece that goes above my ears. And then a big long cape. And I fry around because I can also turn into one of God's most precious creatures. What's that? It's a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, gotta but say, I spread count, the good news. Gotta, gotta say, Count Jesus, Jesus, Count Jesula, Count Jesula. I'll get it right one of these days. Gotta yeah, Jesula, just say it for once. <laughs> Try it. Don't be afraid. Jesula, Jesula, like Je- old Jeeves. Oh, Jesula. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I, I gotta say, that sounds a lot like just being a vampire. No, I don't. Do I don't suck any blood. You don't have any blood on you, do you? Not, not currently. Okay. Get me a little wind, wound up if I see some. <laughs> One, so you, you don't suck any blood, but not you... anymore. I'm off that stuff now. Oh, <laughs> I went to prison for a little bit, then got right with the Lord. Now I host I Jesus, Jesus weenies everywhere. <laughs> what was that? So, 
I guess maybe I was. No, I'm not from heaven. Before I was in prison, then I went to heaven, and now I'm back. It makes perfect sense, <laughs> don't you see? So I want to get your timeline straight. Were you just a normal guy <laughs> who just drank blood and then you died and went to heaven and now every Halloween you come back? No, well, kind of. That's exactly right, actually. There's no so, such thing as vampires. I just am unfortunate looking. <laughs> I have a very a acquired taste. <laughs> I like big, big, tall jackets with big. I, I, vampire presenting, I think, is what it's called. That's right. Thank you, man. Oh, here, <laughs> here he comes. Here comes the book, please. <laughs> oh my God. Thank goodness okay. for throwing that one in there, Evan. <laughs> oh, man. I okay, love the so- podcast. Long time listener, first time caller, though. Oh, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. Wish Scott was here to uh, get the I'm here. I'm in the corner. I'm just hanging out. Oh, oh, hey. I'll let him <laughs> t- get the floor. He literally grabbed the mic from me. <laughs> it was violent. I did not I grab it. it. I just I let myself in, though. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, is it, what do you typically do around this time of year, Count Gisela? Well, we host Jesus Weens. Oh, what, what's We Jesus go to mean? local churches. That's where you find all the sinners these days, is church parking <laughs> lots. And we, we host a variety of Christian-themed fun oh. and snackies. Oh, okay. That, that sounds like it could be a good, fun family time. Like, what, but they like, can't be too spooky. Just kind of like spooky. more eerie at, at best. <laughs> Would you also just, sorry to be back to this, were you also just a regular like Austrian guy who just drank blood and then died? Well, all the blood intake kind of messed up my insides. So, yeah, <laughs> sure. <Okay. laughs> well, I'm just, I'm getting, I'm, I just realized in, in my brain you were just Dracula, and I know Dracula is from like Transylvania, but in my brain I'm Count Gisela. <laughs> <laughs> Say my name again, one more time. Give it a whirl. Gisela. That's right. Nice. Um, okay, so you just go to churches now. All church, or is it like a Santa Claus deal where you try to get to every single church and every single uh, like in one night? That, that's incredible. How did you know? I fly around <laughs> like a bat. <laughs> I visit every Southern Baptist church <laughs> in the continental U.S. So not, not the one Alaska, I miss. Not Hawaii. Nope, not, not Hawaii, Alaska. A little, <laughs> little too far for my little bat wings. Too far. Not, not, not the. That's uh, right. Designated territory. No, we do, uh, we do Jesus Weens. And I come and I, you know, lead a couple songs on acoustic guitar for people. Really All set in this. one night? That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do an hour and a half set at every church. <laughs> but don't do the math. I see a calculator coming out. We don't need any of that. It's, it's not magic. It's the Lord. Because there's no magic on, on Jesus Ween. Anyway, go ahead and put that calculator there down. There are, nope. At least in 2020, there's a lot. Baptist added 857 new congregations. Yeah, it's so been a journey. <laughs> yeah, the so Lord you provided to do an hour and a half set. <laughs> you must have some like. It's a tight 90, tight. though. It's a very yeah. tight 90. <laughs> very tight 90. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. So you, can, you can get in and get out. That's good. That's good. So. Um, talking about the different like types of fun activities you might have. So um, nothing too spooky, 
So we're kind of we're kind of anti-spook. I'm hearing. No, we we have to just warn people of their their sins and re- and remind them of the grace they have from the Lord. So, what what know, happens if so? Spooky things like Moses dropping one of the tablets, <laughs> or, uh, for example, Adam forgetting his jockstrap at home. Ooh. <laughs> oh, 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 God! <laughs> Very spooky. Yeah, especially considering it was the original penis. Yeah. Having the church staff check your hard drives in public. Ooh. Oh, God. We would... saved that just for the pastors. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, okay, so what if, like, what... Okay, so it sounds like we're, we're okay with spooky as long as it's scaring spooky. people into something else. That's right. I had to scare them into a biblical lesson. What lesson would that be? Don't eat too much candy. <laughs> Don't eat too much candy. <laughs> so, hey, remember, if you eat too much candy, a church staff member might look on your hard drive. That's correct. That's <laughs> half of my gig is I I do some IT work on the side as well at each church in those 90 minutes. Oh, okay. heaven doesn't pay that well? It's not too much. Yeah, we get to get by. <laughs> <laughs> Count Jeezy, I'm working on a brand, you know. Oh, a, a brand, a whole brand. Like, what? What would you attach to your brand? Well, with a gem, we're try. I'm, we're trying to get Jesus Ween going. Oh, that's you're the you are the originator of Jesus. Ween. I'm a sole marketing coordinator for them. <laughs> Director of marketing. <laughs> a sole coordinator for the content marketing. <laughs> That's so right. coordinating marketing director, director of marketing for Jesus Ween. Boy, you got that better than my name. That's right. That's <laughs> true. So somehow mm. it rolled off the tongue easier. That's right. That must be hell to put on a business card. We don't like saying that word, H-E double hockey sticks. Oh, that must be shit to put on a business card. Okay, careful with the language. I'm oh, sorry. Please. I wanted to test boundaries. I wanted to test boundaries. That must be heck to put on a business card. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, while, while, while we're here, I, I do have some kind of like, I, I want to know. Yeah, I, I, people... I need like three more questions. I'm late for another Jesus okay. ween. It um, is Jesus ween today. As long is... as this episode goes out on time. Yeah, and as long as somebody's <laughs> listening to it on Jesus ween. And that's right. It is, if fact... it's the day after, it won't be Jesus ween anymore. <laughs> yeah, they won't be able to hear you on the episode, actually. That's, well, that's, that's how time works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I just have some like, can people not dress up on Jesus Ween at all? No. Or is some dress up allowed? Like you're allowed to dress up, but not as a spooky character, only as okay. biblical characters. Okay, I want to know like spooky. I want to ask you a few characters, spooky. Not okay, spooky. Like, you could be like Lazarus like? coming out of the tomb with toilet paper wrapped around your ankles. Okay, so what about like a mummy? It can't be a mummy. No, it has to be Lazarus. Has to be Lazarus. It has to be Lazarus. Could you dress up as a mummy and say that you were Lazarus? We might allow it. Okay, okay. Uh, What about a ghost? Only the Holy Ghost. Okay, so you could put like a sheet over yourself and poke holes in the There's creative liberties in the Bible. Okay, (laughs) okay, sure, sure. Um, What about Frankenstein? Uh, definitely not. Although he is not very scary, uh, we like to base our Jesus weens in reality. So only, okay. only non-fiction characters. Oh, only non-fiction characters. That's okay, right. So, 
Um, what about like so Batman would be out of the picture. Absolutely not. Fuck Batman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> language. Language comes easy. Excuse me. I'm sorry. No, oh, well. Well, thank you so I'm much. I'm a little low on my blood supply. Yeah, I, I need to go. Yeah, thank you for stopping by. We really appreciate it. This is a good, good, good way to get a hold of I'll Jesus. Be oh, man. He just floated away, no bat form whatsoever. Just hovered. Yeah, he just left. Yeah. That was unexpected. Wow. Who'd have thunk it? We get such a Halloween guest, huh? Count, I had Count no Cheesula? I never Count got Jeez- it. Count Jeezula. <laughs> Head coordinating. Count Jeezula. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking to my wife downstairs. <laughs> oh, no. That's a studio girlfriend kind of he guy. Is. He's got a lot of lot of riz, as the kids yeah. say. Uh, he, he, I believe he was the coordinating marketing director, director of marketing. Yeah, I, I caught some of that. Yeah. So, boy, what a what a character! What a character, um, Scott. What are we talking about today? Today, if it is still Halloween on your time zone, we're going to talk about a fairly spooky, scary story. It's not that scary. Uh, we're talking about Solomon. And his dun, dun, dun. big ass sword. Dun dun dun. His cock. <laughs> Mark it down, everybody. <laughs> One. One. We're gonna be in First Kings three, and we're yeah, gonna talk about in. Solomon's wisdom. Exactly. Uh, now two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. Uh, one of them said, "Pardon me, my lord. This woman and I live in the same house." And I had a baby while she was there with me. The third day after my child was born, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There was no one in the house but the two of us. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I, your servant, was asleep. She put him by her breast and put her dead son by my breast. The next morning... This story also started in a way that I forgot, where it's like, now two prostitutes. Yeah, right away. I'm forgetting this. Yeah. The next morning, I got up to nurse my son, and he was dead. But when I looked at him closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't the son I had born. And the woman said, no, the living one is my son, the dead one is yours. But the first one insisted, no, the dead one is yours, the living one is mine. And so they argued before the king. This is the setup to a pretty familiar story. Um, so much so that it's like, you know, well, just cutting it, cut it in half, you know. Uh, the king yeah. said, uh, this one says my son is alive and your son is dead. Well, that one says, no, your son is mine and your son is dead and mine is alive. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword for the king. He then gave an order. Cut the living child in two and give half to one and Jesus half to the Christ. other. Jesus Christ. The woman whose son was alive was deeply moved out of love for her son and said to the king, please, my lord, give her the living baby. Don't kill him. The other said, neither I nor you shall have him. Cut him in two. And then the king gave his ruling. Give the living baby to the first woman. Do not kill him. Since she is his mother. When all Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king in awe because they saw that he had wisdom from God to administer judgment. Justice. Amazing. What wisdom. What wisdom. Just split it in half. No one would have thought of that. Yeah, yeah, just threatened to kill the baby. 
just threaten a mother. Threaten to kill the baby, and then the real, the mother who is actually the mother will be like, no, I want the baby to live. And the other mother will be like, no, do you, I want, no, you, I. Can we talk about the second mom that was fine with like, yeah, go ahead, split it in half. No, (laughs) I don't I want this baby cut in two. I want half a baby, please. Do you think it's splitsies, like right down, like hamburger or hot dog style? (laughs) Hamburger or hot dog style? Um, If you had to split one of these babies in, in two. If you're a king, don't think too much about it. No, well, I, I feel like it would have to be hot dog style. Oh, so you get um, one eyeball, one yeah, nostril. Yeah. In order for the threat to actually work, because in that case, like you're killing the baby. Um, if you cut it hamburger style, there's still a chance that just you've got a legless, alive baby. <laughs> Can you imagine King Solomon's like, hamburger or hot dog? <laughs> it's like King Solomon. Like, <laughs> or yeah, I guess it is to say you're like Isn't bring it? me a sword. I guess it's my yeah, first yeah. question. Is this yeah, King yeah, Solomon? Like, bring... a, a parable, right? No, this is King Solomon yeah. for sure. Um, but I was just wondering whether or not it was King Solomon who was doing the cutting. Oh, and I guess it is him because he's like, bring me my sword. Yeah, he's um, gonna do it. Hamburger, hot dog. No, nah, he didn't. Well, he said, bring me a sword, and they brought him a sword. He then gave an order. Cut the living child in two. Maybe he just gave an order to himself. Like he kind of just talks in third person. He's like, <laughs> All right, Solomon, do it. <laughs> he said, Bring me a sword. They gave him the sword. And he's like, hmm, This will do. Here, this is yeah. This is gonna this is gross. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Actually, you do it. Actually, you do it. So, like, um, do you think like he gives the order to the guard and the guard goes, Okay, King. You go hamburger hot dog style. Yeah. Which way? Or cut or cut diagonally like a sandwich. Yeah, like like your PB and J's. Do you want to cut that way? You want peanut butter on the outside? No. You're a psychopath. You like the peanut butter on the outside, the <laughs> jelly on the inside. Well, do you like peanut butter? I know sometimes you like PB and J all on the outside, which is bread in the middle. So it's just like one time I made a mistake making a sandwich, and you really liked it, and then I didn't have the nerve to change it. <laughs> nerve to tell you it was a mistake. You got peanut butter all over. You should have seen yourself. You're such a mess. You're so cute when you're all messy like that, though. Anyway, how would you like me to cut this baby? <laughs> how would you like me to kill this baby? <laughs> These two grieving mothers. <laughs> oh. Also, the like, the plotting of the second woman. Yeah, yeah. This is brutal. This is to be like horrible. my son died, so I snuck around and put my dead son in her arms and my Jeez. living son and th- this is my son now. What a nightmare. This is a spooky story. It's a lifetime movie for sure. Yeah. Whose dead baby is this? Should be the yeah. lifetime movie. It's it's um killer instinct. Killer motherly instinct. <laughs> it's it's a baby in King Solomon's yeah. court. It's uh, half a baby in the hand is worth two in the bush. Oh, my gosh. There it is. Did you think this was a real historical story? I still do. You do? Yeah. Okay, me too. I just want to check. Yeah. Uh, No, yeah. I thought it was a real historical thing that happened. Wow. Um, And which 
when you think about the history that we know of in the world, it seems wild that it would be like, it's also important that we remember this one time when the king almost got a baby in two. <laughs> that was our whole ethics department <laughs> like, for years. Like, we, you know, we don't really know a whole lot about some of these like world leaders and stuff like that from uh, ancient times. That's all court like, was back in the day. It was like, can we split it in half? That was that was the move for years. They were like, well, he he mowed part of my grass, and and now he made a started a fence post on it. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. can we cut it in half? Can we cut the lawnmower in half? Can we cut the lawnmower in half? <laughs> King Solomon discovered fractions and was yes. like, holy shit, guys! Like, I, I have a new trick. If I divide it in half, that's this, each has an equal one, part. And there's one for me and one for you, and we can both have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with peanut butter on the outside. Just and the jelly on the it. outside. <laughs> Just the way you like it. It's so stupid. Uh, I I honestly grew up thinking this was just like a parable for some reason. Mm-hmm. And when I realized as I was deep in study in my more adult years, I realized this story was from Solomon. And that seemed very odd to me that this is what like biblical wisdom is like this is when people talk about like oh you get wisdom from the lord like none other like when you believe in god like you get wisdom that no one could think of and i'm like this is what we're talking about like splitting a baby in half like why why don't we just do like a dna test or why don't we just like ask what the baby's name is and see who gets it right first you know like there, i feel like there's other is, things yeah this is well i don't know if they would be able to do a dna test um, but I guess if it was like wisdom from God, then there may be, there should be some ability to be like, ah, yes, yeah, through like, discernment, I can determine. And maybe this is that discernment in fairness to be able to say, cut open the baby. I'm going to know who's, who is the rightful mother by the one that wants the child yeah. to live. Um, yeah. It's like the foresight of him going, oh, well, like I know deep down that the mother's going to be the one that wants the baby to live. And that's the wisdom I have. Um, Lucky him. Yeah. Good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Good thing. Good thing. It wasn't my mother. I love you, mom. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I just, this is the epitome of, I don't care who started it. I'm going to finish it. Yeah. That that's what, that's what this was, was this, Two women arguing over a baby, two mothers arguing over which baby was theirs, and King Solomon was like, All right, well, let's, you know, we'll sell this right right here, right now. Who doesn't want the baby to die? Who wants the baby yeah. to die less? Who which of you prostitutes? And wants- lucked out did lucked out more that the second woman was an idiot in this story. Like, in that, like the First woman was like, no, God, no, I, I want the baby to be alive. But like, you know, if it has to be alive, give it to her. The second woman was like, no, cut it in half. No, I, I like, specifically you know, I, want half a baby. I want part baby. Yeah. <laughs> I want a fraction baby. I want a half baby. Come on. Don't jolt me on the good I'm half. I'm just saving I want some a for later. Half baby. I'll take a box to go. And even then, I think it's. It's like, well, obviously, the woman who wants the baby to be alive is the mother. 
And even if that's not the case, the woman who is okay with the baby being sliced in half should not be given the child. Problem is, does this, what is the moral of the story? Is the mother the person that actually birthed the baby or should be the person that just loves the baby? Because what if it was flipped? What if the mom was like, actually, I don't Mm. care. Like, cut it in half. But then the second lady was like, oh, no, I want the baby. That's how bad I want it. What do you do? Do you give it back to the mom who doesn't want it? Or do you give it to I think the second it. prostitute, Evan? I think I would give it to the second prostitute mom. Wow. The momstitute. The, the prostitute. Momstitute. Mom, the mom institute. 1,000 moms for pros- 1,000 prostitute moms. <laughs> um, no, I would. I think, and that's like, obviously, I think in that scenario, I would give it to the second mom because I would. So if the first mom is just like, yeah, cut my baby in half, yeah, I'd be like, I think I want the baby to live. I think we all, like, two out of three of us want the baby to live. I just think about the other scenarios in this, like, what if both moms wanted the baby equally? They were both like, no, we we want, we both want them to live. (laughs) Cut the baby in half. No. No. Well, shit, I didn't think this Well, now I don't know. What do we, what do, we do now? Like, <laughs> We're going to play tic-tac-toe. Because that was always the odd part to me. I was uh, When I was remembering the story, I was just like, man, it is wild that the other... It, boy, it is really wild that the other woman was just like, yeah, cut the baby in yeah, half. Absolute psychopath woman. Have, like, I think this is why this story doesn't exist, is because nobody would have that reaction. Because if you've ever yeah. been around kids fighting over a toy and you've been like here i'll cut it in half they both will go no Mm -hmm. yeah it this feels too fantastical to be like a real story i maybe something like this happened um i just think it's fun that this type of story it doesn't really matter if it's true or not like this doesn't really push along much of a narrative in the Bible other than like, Oh, Solomon had wisdom beyond. And that baby grew up to be Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And you're probably wondering what happened to that almost half baby. That baby is Jesus. Now is Jesus right now. (laughs) That baby grew up to be count. Jesula. Count. Jesula. What a guy. What a guy. Love him. Top 10 guys. Yeah. Real, real solid dude. Um, yeah, Solomon's wisdom, another point on this, which we're not really getting into, but they always said that Solomon was the most wise person who's ever lived. At least that's how, when I grew up through Sunday school and church, you know, they'd say, who was like, like Bible trivia, who's the wisest person? And it was always King Solomon. And I just always thought like, is that of all time? Like, are we dumber now like was did god put all the points all you know all the poker chips on king Solomon? he's like i'm gonna make this one so freaking wise like he's gonna know everything and then everyone else just he's gonna like, have nothing like he's like I, he's gonna know everything and sure he'll have like you know a thousand wives or whatever but like he'll be like man those Dodgers are not going to make the planet. Yeah. Don't, and don't put money I, on that. And I am just like so many millennia away from that. 
<laughs> so he just knows everything. Like people come up to him and they're like, "How much money should I put down on the game?" And he's just like, oh, "In twenty four hundred years, <laughs> in twenty four hundred years, the Cubs are gonna win it." <laughs> Don't put it all on the Phillies. Don't do it. You're gonna be tempted. There's gonna be a lot going, a lot of. A lot of rabble rousing going around, but don't do it. In my infinite wisdom, keep your money. <laughs> Someone's like, what's a Philly? <laughs> what's baseball? What's baseball? What's a brave? What's a? Something that we aren't sure about nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I think that's a good because I always, it was always, it always felt a little tongue in cheek of like, Who's the wisest person of all time? And as yeah. a kid, I was like, Einstein. Yeah, definitely. Like, I was like, that's the smartest guy of all time. But like, Solomon was like the quote unquote answer. Yeah. He was, was also like the richest answer. man of all time, too. Yeah. That was the other one. Not, but, not yeah. Bill Gates. <laughs> no. Solomon and his pile of gold, I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's it's funny to think about. I mean, if he was the wisest, he also had how many concubines? I hundreds, thousands, yeah, seven hundred, seven hundred concubines. So, let me get this straight: the wisest person on earth has seven hundred sex partners at a time, and he's the wisest person to have ever lived, ever. So, if you Want to be wise, get concubines. It's mm. <laughs> a way to go. That's God's plan for wisdom. Hey, you know what the you know what the punishment for polygamy is? Having more than one wife. Yuck, oh yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> Having another ball and chain, am I right? Yeah. Jesus. Sorry, uh, we, we love our wives. Solomon's <laughs> concubine number. Concubine number. How many wives and concubines? Uh, Solomon had a thousand wives and concubines. Okay, a thousand. Uh, so it really could have been one wife and 999 concubines. And he was the wisest person on earth, though. So or it, it makes 999 sense. wives and just one concubine. Just one concubine. Just one concubine. Got a lot of wives, a lot of things to do, but one wives. concubine. One concubine? Real special. Yeah. This one's mine. <laughs> I, I want to get to your point about this. Like, what is your point about Solomon having that many wives and concubines and somehow still being the wisest person? Well, I think it's interesting. Like, we've always been pushed that an anti-polygamy, like mm-hmm. any church now that's not like the Duggards. <laughs> They're not polygamists, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. churches like that, whatever. Sister wives, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my my life growing up was like, oh, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's those other religions that let you marry multiple wives. Or like, oh, you know, Mormons, they, they believe in polygamy, and that's just wrong, and blah, blah, blah. And so I was always taught that polygamy was a bad thing. But then you read the Bible, and you're like, wait, everybody's doing polygamy in the Bible. <laughs> like everybody so polygamy everybody's doing it everybody's doing it now come on water's fine craze (laughs) gotta watch she can be your property i never understood that if they were so wise 
I guess the explanation was like, well, in that day and age, you had to have multiple wives because that was, that was just the way it was. Like you had to, you know, make as many babies as you could and have a family farm and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and really the Bible never speaks against polygamy either. There's no verse that says specifically like, do not have multiple wives. I was always taught to me as a kid, like like, when talking about like pastors and deacons and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Later. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Later it says like, be the husband of one wife in the new Testament, but nowhere in the old Testament is, is he, uh, you know, anti polygamy, I was always taught like, well, we can just see from biblical example that it was a bad idea. Like, you know, David got into trouble when he was trying to chase after multiple women and blah, blah, blah. But oh, I think I think with David's scenario, it was more of I'm going to steal this wife from another man. Yeah. I'm not right. trying to defend polygamy. I'm just saying I think that's a little bit different than I have a wife. Would you like to be another one? Yeah. This was let me attempt to murder the guy who is actively married to this woman that I saw bathing yeah. naked. And like, to be perfectly blunt, like I, I don't even know where I stand on this whole issue. Like, honestly, if adults want to be in a polyamorous or polygamous relationship and everyone is bought into it, I guess more power to you. But yeah, I feel like every example of polygamy is always like a guy. And then like, subservient wives that don't probably don't have much of a voice or an opinion about the matter, but I don't know. I haven't researched this stuff, but I wouldn't say it's an inherently moral thing. But what I find interesting is that at least in my Southern Baptist upbringing, it was like a sinful thing. It's like to get divorced and to even consider like, not that there's options for that. And where I grew up, but like the thought of like, Oh, polygamists are like, on the loose in Elkhart, Indiana. (laughs) 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 They're going to steal your wives and your daughters, like polygamists. A bunch of polygamists Um, right up on Harleys. And it's like, they're just Mennonites. (laughs) (laughs) Mennonites on Harleys. (laughs) So, I don't know. I just Uh, always found it interesting. Like, we had such a stink about it, and yet the most wise examples in the Bible were, you know, part of it. So That's a very solid point about the morality of it all um, and the wisdom therein. Mm. Because, like, um, Solomon being the most wise person of all time, how did he not have the wisdom to... If polygamy is sinful, if polygamy is wrong, if it's a bad... Even if it's not sinful or wrong, or if it's just a bad decision to make, why did he make it? Over a thousand times. Yeah. yeah, it's at one thing if it was like, oh, he had like 999 wives. times. Why yeah. did he make it? <laughs> if he had like two or three wives, I could be like, okay, maybe in these times you have to have, I don't know, maybe historically this is just how it was, but a thousand, that doesn't seem like a, a loving yeah. relationship. And the answer is, it's a show of wealth. Yes. And power. So I guess which comes first is wealth or is wisdom? Like, which preceded which legend here? That's a um, very good if point. Solomon had that many wives, um, was it just assumed then that he had that much more wisdom? I was, that's actually a really good point because it's probably like trying to, you know, show or emote that like he had all these wives because he made all these 
essential deals with other nations or other like, you know, tribes. Cause that was, I know for some of the cultures, like you would acquire a wife if you were making a deal with like a neighboring nation or something, or you were trying to expand your kingdom. So take my wife, please, please take my wife, please. And Soviet Russia wife, take you. (laughs) So maybe it's just showing like he's a, he's got a powerful empire and he's got 999 wives. I don't know, but it's all in all is it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, monogamous relationships became the norm and became like the moral choice eventually in Christianity. And there's not really good footing for why monogamy is the way it it should be. Um, And I think that's what to dig even deeper is that when people are saying like, well, I just, you know, I follow the Bible for everything. Like it informs my every decision, but it's like, okay, so why are you in a, you know, monogamous relationship? Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Adam and Eve. Did they get married? (laughs) Did Adam and Eve get married before they had sex? Yeah. Did they? They They're the only people on earth. Did they have a ceremony? (laughs) But there's not much evidence to say for monogamy. So it's just more of like... A squirrel was the officiant. (laughs) Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Here, you may take this nut as your unity. Take this acorn. And I'll eat it. I'll eat it. Oh, wait, that's what we're supposed to do. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, the Solomon's wisdom, I, I don't believe it. There, that's my final <laughs> answer. Oh, I just, oh, hot to, you don't believe Solomon was wise at all. I don't, I think he was probably, you know, pretty spry and he probably had some good ideas, but was he the wisest person to ever live? I don't know. Like you said, there's probably a lot. I think, you know, Mr. Rogers is really wise. He might be pretty wise. Tom I, Hanks. Let's do let's do a bit of a March Madness here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's shoot. Yeah. 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 Uh, dun, 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 dun. So, That's not uh, March Madness. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. Sunday night football. Okay. So Solomon versus Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers wins. He. Yeah. I think he's more wise. Crushes his skull. Absolutely. Um, immediately. Um, Solomon or mm-hmm. the person who invented the ketchup packets at Chick-fil-A. Where it's Ooh. both a dip and a squirt. That's a tough one. Still Mr. Rogers, but... I, well, I said Solomon. I think I said oh. Mr. Rogers. I meant Solomon. Oh, sorry. Um, I think the person in the ketchup dipping cup might be a little more wise than Solomon. Okay. I think it takes a lot of engineering and ingenuity to make something like that. And you have to be pretty wise with your choices to make something like that. Solomon or the person who invented the athletic cup. Again, this is someone that is making a very lucrative (laughs) business choice. And saving lives. lives. <laughs> so I would say I'm gonna. It's you're gonna have to scrape a little bit lower of, on the barrel for okay. Solomon to win. All right. Okay. Um, Think of like unhelpful people. <laughs> <laughs> Think of like the most unhelpful person. Yep. Solomon. Okay. 
Well, the person who invented TSA security checks. Oh, boy. George Bush? Yeah, um, Solomon or George Bush, I guess. <laughs> I mean, TSA is a, a huge joke, so I'm going to yeah. go with Solomon. I think okay. Solomon would do a better job finding terrorism in packages over the TSA. Cool. We won't dive into that further. <laughs> Are you pro TSA? <laughs> Absolutely. That's where I was going with it. No. Uh, yeah. Solomon or the person who invented tidy whities Oh, man. Tidy whities Because for a time they were necessary. Sure. Um, I don't know. I guess, you know, Solomon maybe did some pretty cool things with the kingdom. Tidy whities mm. Keeping the bunch together, I guess. So I'm going to go Solomon, I guess. Solomon, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Give me one more. Yeah. One more. Solomon or the person who invented jellyfish? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Solomon or God. <laughs> so I, I will narrow it down. Solomon or God in that moment. <laughs> what was God doing? Yeah. I also Had like, a on a whole day. side note, do you believe that God uh, created every animal individually or just like started with a few and they just kind of like randomly started evolved? with Started with a prototype and then yeah. they just kind of like went mm-hmm. from there. Just... What'd chaos you, what did you think as a kid? And then everything got created. It was one ultimate animal that just slowly divulged into the rest of the animals. Uh, well, I mean, it was dogs originally. We all one giant dog. One Clifford. <laughs> and then oh, all gosh. animals spawned from Clifford. Not in a like birthing way, but in a like mitosis type way. Where, yeah. Like, a really scary. Of, yeah. Just like flesh and fur dropped from his skin and then created a giraffe. Yeah, it sounds kind of spooky. Yeah. yeah. Did somebody tell- say spooky? So <laughs> <laughs> I say, don't tell Count Jay-Z. Um, I'll be back. Oh, God. He's, he's gone again. He came and he, he's yeah, gone. He came through the window. I had it open. Yep. Um, I think to answer your question, I at first I believed God created every animal. Then I learned about dinosaurs. And then I was like, okay, maybe he just created the first ones. And then he guided the evolutionary process mm. where we just like let it take its toll. Yeah. Um, or let it, you know, go its path. And now I don't. <laughs> now no. you went back to the first hypothesis. Now, now we're back to the first one. I'm like God created he created yeah, I think a he just had a fish. He had like a he shelf. created this jellyfish. Just he created that jellyfish. Every single one individually. This fly, this fly, yeah, right. this fly. Right. That's why he never answers prayers. He's too busy creating yeah. stuff. Well, he's got all the time in the world, though, so it's he could take forever to do it. We wouldn't know. Yeah, he is both inside and outside of time. That's correct. Somehow he has all the time in the world, yet none of it. He's always in a yet rush. none of it. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm God. I'm in a rush. Yes, all the time in the world, yet is in a rush. <laughs> Sorry, got to go. Got to take it off. Uh, what are your final thoughts on Solomon's wisdom? Um, I mean, I think the way you kind of put it was uh, pretty good. I think like Solomon was probably 
one of the better leaders, if not the best leader of Israel, uh, documented, uh, mm -hmm. at least in their stories. Um, and so with his, with the wealth that he accumulated, um, with the peace that was in the region for Solomon, um, cause Israel was just constantly trying to kill itself. Mm. Uh, you know, he had one son of David fighting another son of David constantly. And with, if that wasn't going to kill anybody, then the Philistines or the Assyrians or somebody was trying to attack them. And so the fact that there was like peace under the reign of King Solomon for an extended period of time, probably like, it's it, not that far off to be like, Hey, this, this guy's got it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at him. Like the walls aren't burning. Also, he's got a hot, yeah. Thousand ladies. He's got a couple there. of ladies over there. Yeah, a couple of ladies. <laughs> so I, I think kind of yeah. all that tied together into Solomon being this larger than life figure of wealth and wisdom. Mm. Yeah, I would agree for the most part. I think, I think for the time he probably did a lot for the kingdom. Um, I almost refuse at this point to believe that he's the most wise person who's ever lived. I just, to me, it, it's a Solomon it's a, or Pete Davidson. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, Solomon slept with more people according to the Bible. Probably. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Uh, I, but yeah, I think the whole point of like wisdom is what's interesting to me that like the Bible kind of, will paint wisdom as like this gift that God gives people. Like it's oh. almost like magic. Yeah. It's like this. Yeah. Uh, what do they call it? Like, um, not like having a premonition, but it's like, they'll have like almost a superpower of like knowing what to do and having like a clarity, you know, and like being able to clairvoyance. Almost. Yeah. Clairvoyance, like somewhere they're like mm -hmm. able to fully understand a situation and make the best route possible, blah, blah, blah. But I don't see it as a magic power. And I look at this and I think it's silly to think that people just get granted wisdom for being faithful. And to me, wisdom is much more about being open-minded and learning from your experiences. Cause frankly, as I'm getting to my old age, the ripe age of 32, I've, I learn more and more that like, I was so confident as like a kid and as a teenager thinking like I figured shit out. And then I'm like, I look back at the last like 15 years of my life and I'm like, I knew nothing. Like when I was going into college thinking, Oh, I was like all set, you know, I'm 18, 19, like, yeah, I'm going to tell people what to do. It's like, I had no freaking idea how the world worked. So like, I wouldn't say like my 18 year old or 19 year old self was wise. Like I was, had some smarts and I was, you know, a, a good kid and I followed rules, but like, was I wise? Like, I don't know. I think that's just something you have to gain over experience. So these types of stories, like they're great little, uh, blurbs about fairness. And I guess trying to find, get to the bottom of an argument, but, uh, yeah, just the whole idea of like God granting to you seems so backwards to me. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm a anti-Solomon wisdom guy. There, I said it. So <laughs> take that Bible trivia cards. 
take that. Yeah. Well, special guests to a special thanks to Count Gizilla for joining us on the podcast today. Yes. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, thank and also you a big so shout out to much. Josh who gave yeah. us this uh, topic today. Thanks for emailing us. We appreciate your yeah. email. It meant a lot to us. So thank you, Josh, yeah. for sending it to unblessedpodcast at gmail.com. That's unblessedpodcast at gmail.com. U N B L E S S E D at P O D C A S T at G M A L This is great podcast content. It's only great if you mess up. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much, Josh. We really appreciate it. And you can also email us at the Unblessed Podcast and give us your ideas and. Uh, tell us what you think of the show. Tell us yeah. if you like it. Tell us if you hate it. Don't tell us if you hate it. That'll hurt. Tell feelings. us if you hate but it. Tell Go us ahead. if you like it. No, no, I'm I'm much more fragile. Um, <laughs> but thank you again so much for listening. And uh, once again, my name is Evan, and I'm Scott. And don't forget to cut babies in half. Whoa.